great way to start off our fourth episode. <laughs> oh my, that's dead. Oh, I had a question since I missed a lot of it. Um, does she? What name does she play under? Um, she was uh, in Unicorn Domination. Oh. And then uh, Clint, and you'll find about this later. But Chelsea Unicorn is her solo project right now. Uh, there's a little bit of that playing later on. Is she not doing the... Unicorn Domination anymore? Well, Clint and Hayes, I think it is. The... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like I said, we'll explain more later in the show for the listeners. But uh, yeah, there's some uh, some of her music later She's on in the show. She's a beautiful voice. Yeah. Some cool stuff. Yeah. Mad, mad props. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wish they used a real drum kit. Uh, it would yeah. do a lot for me. Personally. I feel like there's a lot that the electronic drum kit accomplishes, but uh, I can see that. Some real drums in there. Well, I think especially when I've seen them like at a house show, and you don't have like necessarily a giant house system right. behind them. Yeah, they're definitely more... Unicorn Domination is like a Holocene-type band, not... Oh, yeah, that would definitely probably be the best. That I could see at a house show, though. Environment to see. Yeah, them. no, that, that was totally happy. You, as you folks yeah. will hear about shortly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the trouble with our recording Sorry, style. Sorry, yeah, I'm not trying to like and... talk shit or anything like that. But no, you were no. talking shit. On today's episode of Mike Talk Shit. I wasn't even talking shit. <laughs> that should be a segment. I, I think that should be a segment, the maybe. The segment, like, shit-talking Mike, shit-talking today. I don't know. <laughs> Mike Talk you know, Shit. though, it's never I'm anything personal. Out. I mean, he talks shit about himself, too. He like, talks shit. There's about constantly shit coming just, out of Mike's mouth yeah. all the time. It's like diar He has diarrhea in the mouth. Don't <laughs> say that. My mom used to say that all the time. I'm just constantly critically <laughs> analyzing the world around me. Yeah. Whiskey. Now, now we're talking. Uh, so, how is the the getting a tattoo in Mexico experience? I gotta wonder about that. Uh, honestly, well, dude, it was exactly <laughs> like getting a tattoo in America. <laughs> well. Well, was one key difference. Except you tipped him in pesos. Well, one that you're allowed to drink, and oh, so you were allowed <laughs> to drink one. while like while yeah, they just like did not give a shit. Uh, but Mike had a different guy than I did, and uh, me and Brent had the same guy, and I went first before Brent, and which was really funny because Brent was worried that like maybe he's gonna fuck it up and all this, and does he really speak English? And since I went before him. Dude, this guy's, like, lived in L.A. for, like, four years, traveled the world. <laughs> he actually does, like, photorealistic, like, that's what he specializes in, like, doing photorealistic tattoos. Yeah. So then here's Brent walking and being like, can he understand me? Like, is he going to fuck up the line work? And I'm just sitting there like, well, now you don't even know how big of an ass. Fuck <laughs> like, with you. Well, yeah. for, especially for, like, what was Brent's tattoo? Like, a, oh, a, a base, base clap. Yeah, a base clap. Like, like the, the most simple, like, if you can draw a line and fill it in with solid color, like, it's not the most complex tattoo Yeah, ever. I, I gotta say, I'm a bigger fan of the Tijuana tattoo. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. Like, that, that makes more sense. I mean, like... Yeah. And I mean, that one turned out really well on both of you guys, <laughs> actually, if you, if you want yeah, to talk no, about it. Yeah, no, dude did a good job. My back, he so was, I, I never <laughs> see it. He was actually, like, uh, it's interesting because we were just talking about tattoos. Can we see it? Oh, yeah, he was, he was honestly, like, one of the best tattoo artists I've had. Really gentle. Like, his really touch gentle. was really good, <laughs> like, it just felt good getting tattooed. So different from prison, right? <laughs> 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 his tattoo, I don't know, sometimes they might have a gentle touch in prison, Probably too. any tattoo I've gotten before, Mom. like, yeah. just by the end of the tour, it wasn't even flaking anymore. 
Uh, like, he just low. achieved the perfect balance yeah. of getting the ink in and, like, being uh, As soon as you got back, it looks like it had always been there. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It, it's it was... a little bit darker than some of your older ones, but, like, that's... Well, yeah, that's, that's probably tattoo. because he did a better job. For, shout for out our to listeners, Ivan. Shout out to that Ivan. is, it's yeah. a sombrero <laughs> with a, a slat sash around it that says Tijuana. Well, well and it's is... so funny because when you when you describe it to people, and I've done this, where like uh, like I was especially my coworkers was uh, like, yeah, Mike's coming back from tour. He got a Tijuana tattoo, and then I, I was like, it's a sombrero with a banner in front of it. It says Tijuana, and so they imagine something that looks disgusting, but I'm a, it's actually like one of my favorite. Tattoos that he has now. It, it definitely would, looks the, the best. It was really funny. It was really I funny think too. Like, looks pretty like pro the. No, I mean, if I had to pick a second favorite, it's the all-seeing eye pizza. It, it was uh, it was really funny because uh, <laughs> when we went to go get the Tijuana tattoo, like when we first went in there, it was like, oh, let's just get Tijuana. And the guy was like, I don't know, do you want it in like a sombrero or some shit? I was like, I don't want to like offend, but like if you, like, yeah, if you say so, like, like yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Like he was like, yeah, do you want me to throw some like traditional Mexican imagery on there? And like, yeah, he's like, yeah, if you're cool with it, I just didn't want to be a dumb white person being like tattoo a fucking sombrero on me but if it's his idea it, right it was the hispanic gentleman's idea you know it took me a minute to realize like what a gringo was too when i was down there like we, we went down and then like, i looked in the mirror and i well, was well well like uh you know we were down there like saint patty's day weekend and like we went out to the bars and there's a bunch of asshole white people wearing oh. sombreros and all in green. And being like, what's the Mexican word for drum? Blur! Oh and I was like, my God. that's, that's who Those they hate. The assholes. Uh, Just being an American in Mexico Dude, that's, that's make pretty universal. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. They'll I, love you if you're cool. Honestly, being in Mexico, everything was like pretty much about what you would expect. Dude, in America, they have I, shopping malls yeah. and fucking coffee shops and. Dude, I, I was in I was in Amsterdam last September. Me too. Right. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, when in September were you um, there? The eighteenth or something. Uh, okay, so like I was so. in the I was I got there in the sixth. See, okay, no, and my thing is I was only there for like a twelve hour layover. This is like the uh, third time I've been okay. there. So last time I was <laughs> for a twelve hour layover. Like <laughs> last time I was sixteen, and and there's some we'll discuss some other stories further that don't need to be discussed. But the, the um <laughs> don't need to be recorded. Right. Uh, the fact of the matter is though is I was sitting in a in a the first fucking coffee shop I found like I let my stoner sense guide me mm. I like got off the train and Pretty I was all, easy especially I, off the train I was all fucked up like yeah. drunk they were giving me free drinks on Delta and I was like international no. flights you get free booze and I took a couple of Klonopin yes. before because I know how to fucking travel <laughs> and um, so I'm like doing pretty okay anyway I find this 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 coffee shop and I get like. Two grams, and, and I walk in, I'm like, two grams of your finest marijuana, please. I am from Oregon. And, and he's like, right, he's like, oh, yeah, dude, poor you guys have good weed. We had, like, a little banter, and I was like, cool. Go up there, and, like, I mean, I smoked my fair amount of fucking pot, but I didn't realize that I had, like, six hours now to, like, choke these bulls down. <laughs> and, and I'm, like, halfway through, like, my second bowl, and I'm like, Fuck me. Like, <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. And it's like noon, and there's like some bald dude across there looking angrily smoking a joint and checking his phone. Like, he's not there like to socialize or anything like that. And uh, the, this English couple like stumbles upon it, and like obviously they speak English as well, so I'm like, okay, hey. 
and uh, they, they see me there, like, smoking alone, hitting the bong, which, first of all, they were like, whoa, man, you're crazy, and I was like, <laughs> I'm not, this is just how I smoke, <laughs> and I start bullshitting with them, and, and they're like, dude, you're, you're pretty cool for an American, and I was like, yeah, see, we're not all bad, like, and yeah, but point, point of the story is, is, you know, there's, there's just shitty, shitty, shitty American tourists, and as long as you're not one of them, and you respect the culture, like, and respect the fact that you're in a different, some, somebody else's country, and people are okay with you, like, well, yeah, attempt to speak okay. the language. Yeah, that so was, that I'm... was, lar has largely been my experience mm -hmm. as well, is that, like, they, everyone, like, hates the American government, but yeah, they, sorry. like, That's they, they understand, they understand that there's, like, a difference between what somebody's government does, yeah. and, like, and the what people they want as people and like most people most places if they meet you and you're not a douchebag are yeah. willing to be like oh but, you're not a douchebag and especially if you're traveling anywhere like Tijuana obviously lots of tourists but if you're traveling anywhere where there are not as many American tourists that it's a, like I went to Denmark after I went to Amsterdam and uh, like they all speak English with like British accents mm -hmm. because like they just don't there was just like no Americans yeah. there. <laughs> and so like You stick the fuck out. I wasn't yeah, I wasn't really working against any stereotypes per se, although I do think that people thought I was like really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like especially the way that I talk, being from the West Coast and right. being American, like I could tell they were listening to me and they would I'm look curious, at me and they would just be like Do you think that like, there was also maybe an element of sexism in there? Oh, totally. Denmark was like oh, really yeah sexist actually like the <laughs> the guys there well it's it's funny because uh before i went my friend sent me a lot of uh links to blog articles about how passive the men in denmark are and how it's this great place for aggressive women <laughs> um but really it's just very egalitarian where like if somebody is attracted to someone they will just, approach them no matter if you're male yeah, or female civilized as fuck dude yeah and uh they're more than the dominant women not aggressive politically or socially is more like dominant like, more like empowered yes. yeah empowered <laughs> they women. mostly wanted to get beaten anyways I, yeah. I, I shared a, I shared a hostel room with this guy from Germany and he was talking about uh, the the women because that's something everybody talks about in Denmark is the women the women um, right hold on it's just a second <laughs> women that's folk. not a microphone over there <laughs> but so uh, he was saying like yeah man like they say that every man should go to Denmark one point in his life because he was saying that last night in, his in the club, uh, he was, like, watching this girl, like, dancing up on, you know, a stage or something, and she looked down and she locked eyes with him. <laughs> and she just jumps down, she grabs him, and she kisses him, and then she just walks away. That sounds... And he was like, this is Denmark. This is just, like, liberated <laughs> yes. women. You know, yeah. that sounds like like so much fun and every girl that I've ever been with has actually had to make the first move because I'm too like I don't want to seem like I don't want to move to Denmark like well <laughs> see but at the same time I, I think that would freak me out I think that I would like I'm awkward no matter what like even if in put in that situation I still think I would fuck it up like girls are like I'm very attracted to you and I would just like throw up in my uh, mouth like you know, that what yeah. was, like uh, what was really funny yeah, was like the, the yeah. men in Denmark were actually more um they were more uh, assertive than um, a lot of American men, but they weren't as aggressive. So it, it was like, like, like we were talking about earlier, like how uh, it can seem weird sometimes or like 
kind of almost dangerous to turn somebody down, right? Yeah, but yeah. Over there, it was never a thing. It was like you knew that people were just hitting on you because, like, whatever. Because people like, should fuck, and you. you know, like, it's, that's yeah. what humans should and do. And so if you say, like, no, I'm not interested, then they're just like, ah, you know, that's all right. I mean, you're a beautiful girl. Okay. But, you know, that's okay. And then they move on, and See? it's not a big deal. That's pretty cool. That's pretty chill. I guess I, I didn't feel as objectified over there. Like, <coughs> people were definitely, like... Uh, when they had an interest, they would express it, but you never felt like they stopped seeing you as a person. Right. They're just they're just so, checking it out. It's Thanks, just a different Elise, attitude. For the feminist slash travel commentary, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty good segment travel. of the the show. Yeah. Uh, we kind of, we'll put titles to what the conversation was. Sorry, yeah, you can just cut oh, that sorry. out. No, yeah, we're, we're gonna cut out the part where Mike bumped into the microphone. I kind of did that. Really like hit the mic, yeah. That's where yeah, I that's, learned that's that. That's our cue for where we're gonna gonna cut the thing. Uh, well, today's show we have Chelsea Unicorn, formerly of Unicorn Domination. Uh, that's a fun thing. She's uh, gonna come on and play some songs later. We didn't mention that already. Yep. Like formally, formally, or just temporarily hiatus. Whatever. That yeah, you will yeah. explain why that is later on. You listen to the show. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So uh, we'll be uh, right back after this. IRL Radio is brought to you by Treehouse Stickers. Get your full color or custom vinyl stickers the easy way. Upload your file today at treehousestickers.com. After like the whole event, first of all, I thought I had a hernia because I hadn't been laid in so long. <laughs> and yeah, because I hadn't like, been laid in so long. Yeah, no, oh, My legs are sore. <laughs> yes, you, you, I was, I'm walking around like this. I had a panic attack because I thought I was having a hernia and I have to go to hospital, first of all. I'm like at my nurse friend's house. I'm like, tend to me right now. And she's like, well. You have to go I, to the hospital. Was yeah. this like pre or post? Did I do it again? This, this, is, this like, is post. Okay, so pre, you I like. Was, pre, I was like, oh my god, why am I meeting a stranger? Like, please don't murder me slash rape me. Like, let's hope this is good. Or maybe please rape me. That's another story, right? That, that's okay, we'll get into Cupid. those fantasies later. That, that's okay, <laughs> Cupid. Like, you, you heard the story on New Year's. That, that was the, that's a different story entirely. But yeah, no, so I meet up with this girl, and like, I'm like, oh, this is great, blah, blah, blah. So she I'm, comes back to my place. Not, I'm like, kind of on a schedule, but no. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's okay. 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 We'll record. <laughs> yeah, this is already yeah, on. We're, oh, we're okay. going. Okay, sorry. Um, no. I'm good. The, this, this yeah, is if it. you're talking, you're actually technically in this the interview it. now. <laughs> this, this, this is they 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 did uh, one with me. This is about air quotes interview. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, video. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was playing video games when they were talking to me, and now he's a uh, semi-regular guest on the show. Is that part of the cast? Well, you're here when we keep doing this, so yeah, I guess you're on the show. Yeah, I... You guys want to go play Big Buck Hunter? That's, yeah, dude, Big Buck Hunter! Oh, right, I forgot. <laughs> smoking weed, and then gonna go... Uh, yeah, I, I just packed the bowl. for the machine. Can I sit next to you guys? So, yeah, it was, it, was just, it was just not fun, and I promise I deleted it in the middle of my freakout. I was like, off. Oh, I didn't even delete my account. I was so, like, just, like, out of it. I just deleted the app. And now I have a new phone, and it's been like two, three weeks now, three weeks, and I'm and I'm like, well, you know, it's been a minute now, but I keep telling myself, no, this is this is a recipe for disaster. Meet a human in real life, like you know, try something new. Here's for the a problem. Change. Even okay, Cupid, you don't have to Tinder though. Like Tinder. <laughs> if if I buy you a drink, does that mean I have to sleep with you? Here's the, here's the problem though, is that I feel like especially in a place like Portland, which is kind of filled with all the gawky kids from everywhere else, um, who are have weird nerdy hobbies and like 
or generally socially awkward, it kind of seems like the only one way anyone dates in town anymore is okay Digitally, Cupid right? and Tinder. Yeah. Like, it's just more comfortable for everyone. Yeah. Well, there, there's like, like I, I was raised by a single mom, and so I, I feel like a part of me, like, I, I have a lot of respect for women in their personal space. I don't want to be that dude that's just like, like, I don't just feel comfortable in that. Like, I, I need the conversation initiated with me, but I feel like with at least dating apps, there's like a certain level of understanding, like, oh, okay, like, you are... The, you matched up with me, that means there's you some level You're interested. looking yeah, for interested. someone exactly. talking nice. to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, not just being nice, right? <laughs> oh, right, so you're not, like, forcing yeah. your presence on them. And, you know, the problem is you can't read other people's minds, so they could be lying to you. Well, and and you that's know, actually, like, one of my bigger fears, actually, with that, is, like, that, like, just based on, like, even my experiences talking to, like, women I've dated or, like, my friends who are women is how often, like, uh, like, women end up in situations where they're not even comfortable, like, shooting down a guy because they don't feel safe, and I'm, like, terrified of yeah. ever being in that situation where... I'm that guy that some girl is, like, worried about telling, like, dude, I'm not interested, you know? <laughs> like, it's this fear that I'll, like accidentally come on too strong yeah well, make somebody else uncomfortable right like, yeah and about the thing in portland i feel like the um the online dating is so integrated into the dating culture that right. like it's a young you city can, you can actually expect to possibly i've run into people i was interested in who i'd seen out in, in public and then okay i run Cupid. into them on ok cupid and sometimes i'll see somebody and i'll just wait and keep an eye out if they show up. And there was like a barista back when I was single that that happened with where like I thought he was really cute when I would go in and get coffee and then he started looking at my profile. It's like and casual I was like, stalking, right? Like, yeah. And so it's like, stalking. oh, now I, I really feel like I could talk yeah. to you if oh, I stalked you. Oh, you stalked me a little bit, yeah. You know? You but like even Mike and I first saw each other at a coffee shop, but we didn't talk until online. See, uh, my, my very first <laughs> girlfriend. Like, okay, right? My very first girlfriend. <laughs> 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 it's okay to talk to a stranger yeah. on the internet, but not in public. That, that's the, my, my first relationship. She sat behind me in history class, never said a word to her, passed papers back. Then she adds me on MySpace, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, the, now original I, okay the original OKCupid. Yeah. 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 I got laid because of MySpace so much. Now yeah. sharing stories about how they got laid. The day I graduated high school, MySpace just exploded with like underclassmen being like, hey. <laughs> like you're going away graduated. You're not What's maybe that? not going to college, but you're you're going away in three months. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. The, <laughs> I sure am. I got more laid in the the two weeks between when I graduated high school and when I left for college than I did the entire four years of high school. But that those two weeks I got laid more than the previous four years huh. of high school. See, I had like a serious relationship Big buck hunt. like a fool. Big buck hunt. Are you stoned enough for big buck hunt? Yeah, I'm stoned. Are enough, you stoned yeah. enough? I'm stoned. Well, let me let me finish this challenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's you're better to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to like <laughs> underdo this. You don't want to yeah, get there and be like, I don't know if we want to play big buck hunt. Like that sounds stupid. <laughs> hey man, I'd like rather Toys R, Us. Toys R Us was awesome. I'd like, rather be I felt like a high kid again. High it enough. was great. <laughs> <laughs> Toys R Us. Like I really thought Toys R Us wouldn't like sustain Matthew, itself. But like, are you serious? 
Well, not all of you. Well, <laughs> you're on the air, so. <laughs> Very serious fashion question. Yeah. Do you think yeah. Best? <laughs> <laughs> like that. Perfect. <laughs> sweater vest for for our listeners. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. somewhat matching the shirt. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty fucking oh. hip, like. Yeah, um, with, with the blue jeans. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's a bit like I don't know if I like what that's doing to your proportions. Counselor. <laughs> it's kind of. It's kind of making guidance you look sick. Wasted. You look like the guidance counselor from Dick Bob's wasted. Burgers. Guidance <laughs> counselor from Bob's Burgers. Actually, I kind of like it. <laughs> you can cancel me anytime. Uh, you Vito. look like <laughs> you, you Vito. Vito? Yeah, Vito it's, a little, it's a little boxy and super boxy. Uh, I just don't I, think it's the right combo. The, sh- the shirt, the shirt like, yeah. maybe yeah. It makes your torso look really big, but your arms right? so skinny. Yeah. Like a Lego figure. Yeah, little Lego figure. Kind of like an aging hipster. Yeah, yeah. Christmas one year, and I just I flirted with it from time <laughs> to time because my mom got I, it for me. I think me. the cut oh, is wrong. I think it's probably made for a fatter person. It's a small. Like, yeah, but it's <laughs> cut weird. Like it's not slim fitting in. It See, doesn't lay flat. I, I like to stretch those out and make them even baggier when they're that kind of fit. Cause yeah, like yeah, wait, here, give yeah, it to me. Let me put it on. Like yeah, I want to be wearing a big I just want to put it on because I think it's ugly. <laughs> I don't know. Let it bring it back. Yeah. Like, no, dude, tall tees need to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I could wear it as a dress. I, I wear uh, almost. one of my friends' is like Maxwell's oh height plus like eight You would try. Dude, fuck you, Justin. On you. What's that? That's kind of cute on you. Oh, yeah, I really love the way it hides all of the shape of my body. <laughs> <laughs> That's mystique. Yeah. <laughs> like a burka. Or a burka. <laughs> like, why? Like, did they have that in the wrong size? Or <laughs> like, was that mislabeled? <laughs> uh, mystique. Sometimes I like to wear that sweater that, that's Andrew's, and he's your size plus like 80 pounds. Sure. And I like to put it on because I just feel like a little kid. It's like well, you don't have to wear like, anything else, right? It's like like it, I just put on some like socks, sweater, and then just like go about my business. It's good to fall asleep in, you know. I come outside. I look like I'm 12 years old. I'm sure to like. Oh, so I was at a hill Kinda yesterday. Look like 12, you're 12 I, I look like I'm 12 years old anyway. So I met Hill yesterday, and the uh, the bouncer there is new, and he starts like hardcore eyeing my ID, <laughs> like looking at it really close, looking at the back, and I'm like, first of all, what do you like? checking to see if it's fake ID and I kind of was like dude come on I'm a regular and like I realized I was a little bit bitchier than like perhaps I had intended to sound <laughs> and he was like well I'm new here and I was like oh Obviously. like oh, okay and then I had to like be like you know rolling nat 20 on charm after that like blah, 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 blah. well I'm Chris ha 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 and then uh and then the waitress there who I saw at alleyway today she recognized me there and I wanted to be like see Tell your boy that I'm regular. She was like, "Oh, a Rainier and blah blah." I was yep. like, "Yeah," and yeah. I was like, "Yep, that's me." I get this. It's kind of great how all the, everyone who works at the the hill all goes to the alleyway to drink. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of sadly the cheapest place you can get cigarettes on Alberta Street. That was beautiful. Yeah. Alleyway, it's, uh, if you want to give last... us discount cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, it's the last decent dive bar on Alberta Street, man. There's almost nothing left. The hill or the nest burned down. The hilt got way less divey. The nest burned? The nest burned down, yeah. What? Did you hear that story? No. Yeah, uh, so that block, uh, like, right on the corner, uh, the, there was like a fire in the back office, they said was started by a lit cigarette that didn't get what? extinguished. 
which is <clears throat> bullshit if you ask me. That was are these like fire safe cigarettes. Like, no way, man. Well, because like, like all cigarettes in the states now are fire safe. You know, right? Like what does that mean? Oh, check it out. Right. So where is it? They Somewhere. used to put a chemical in cigarettes. You can't there do that with no. Rollies, though. There it right. is. If you see that, I'm now showing Chelsea. There's an FSC on my pack of cigarettes, which stands for Fire Safe Cigarette, which is why they go out when you stop smoking them. So you can't do the old hooker trick, which is like you got till the end of the cigarette, right? Because the cigarette will just go out. Now, when I was in Cyprus, they're non-fire safe, and I would get all talky and chatty and forget that I lit a cigarette, and I'd like take two drags off of it and look at it, and the fucker would be at the filter, and I'd be like, oh, oh damn it. that yeah, goddammit, like now I have to light another one. <laughs> so, but it says it says that right next to no additives in our tobacco. It's all marbs are fire safe too, like even ones with additives and all sorts of fun stuff. There's so it's just there's the way, an additive the way that, that they, they put in it that would make them keep burning. Uh, yeah, I think that it's like. In the paper. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. That's how they get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, a lit it's cigarette the it's in the um, paper. started a fire in the back office of the nest, which burned pretty much the entire place down. Uh, people who lived upstairs had to move, like a bunch of no good stuff happened. Is um, that right by where the tattoo place is? It's about three blocks. Okay, because there from was. From the tattoo I got today. Right. Sorry. Yeah, Some girl was talking about how her house burned down mm -hmm. around there, so. Weird coincidence. Maybe she was talking about this. Well, like the the same something weird happened at the the aviary, which is that new place um, behind Barista. I haven't been there. It's like small plate, fancy okay. shit. It's really good, but like not something we can afford. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Uh, but like I guess a stray firework went down their chimney and started a fire in their kitchen. No way. And it's just like all these weird, like all I can think is like there's some arsonist working yeah. for all the real estate <laughs> developers that are just like, eh, these people won't sell. There are massive wave of gentrification. Let's smoke <laughs> them out. <laughs> just this awful thing just happens oh. over and over again. Yeah, the, see, I, I was just hoping that it was just some, like, badass arsonist that's like, look, I'll give you 50-50, I'll fuck your place up, they will not question that, like, who's gonna... <laughs> I'll like, make it look like yeah, a spare uh, firework. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> I'll make it look like a firework came down your chimney and set it on fire, but no, yeah, you're probably right, it's just some, some big corporations just like, nah, fuck it, like, burn yeah. that place down, we'll yeah. build something new. Yeah, so now it's, uh, I don't even know what it's called now, um... But man, that that was a patio and a half. You know, you know, you've gone to the right bar in Portland when their patio is bigger than their inside bar space. Because if you don't have a patio, you're doing it wrong. You can't smoke indoors. People want to yeah. smoke all the patio time. Patio is essential. Yeah, if you don't have a patio, you're not doing it right. Alleyway's got the nice patio too, man. But their service sucks. <laughs> That's man, part of the charm. Is that charming? It's, Thank you. It's anti-charm. <laughs> it's like reverse psychology charm. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's the the hipster charm, Hip, hipster anti charm. <laughs> it, it's it like I don't know, man. It it it's not that I I want you to you don't have to kiss my ass, but if I say hi, how are you? Like, respond. Like Annie and I were there, and, and the bartender seriously, like said nothing to us. He stood there, like when he when it was our turn, looked at me and was like with the like go kind of look, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, here's my order. And then he like mumbled one thing. Oh, he was asking me how I wanted my burger done, and that that was it. And I was like uh, medium rare. And then he just like took off, and I'm like, that's fine, I guess. But don't look at me like I'm an asshole because I'm here and you're a bartender and I want a drink and a burger. Yeah. Like I, I just don't think that's necessary. See, um, if you don't if you don't have a little bit of that interaction, it's not a true dive bar experience. 
You're not, man, it, I, you're not I'm understanding. Sorry. You don't, you don't like, you're I not going that. there to have someone say, hey, how you doing? No, it's more like a fight. Home. That's like a dive bar experience, right? Like, here's right. some, like, divey things maybe, like, like, I don't want the, the, the glasses don't have to be clean. Like, you know, like, I spit in my drink. Like, I'll, I'll, I'd rather have that than just, like, you know, maybe you grunt at me at <laughs> least. Like, acknowledge that, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Like, you know, flip me off or something that I'll know, like, oh, I'll flip him back off. And then now we have a rapport. But <laughs> don't just, like, cold wall me. Like, that doesn't make sense. I know exactly the guy you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of like, it's it's kind of just regular interaction with people out, outside of the bar, too. In daily life, like, I just, I actually, I have the expectation, like, if I say hello to somebody, then, like, I kind of expect them to right. say hello back. Naturally. It's kind of like a basic communication polite. thing between mm -hmm. human beings. Yeah. Not even just polite, it's just, it's just like, you know, it's just how we communicate. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... Uh, we're tra we're trading ideas. Like you're you're there dealing me booze, and I am trying to order my booze. It'd, it'd be nice if there was a little interaction back. I don't know. It, well, it's like a big city, you know. <clears throat> and Portland is is by no means a big city. Uh, it wishes it was. But like you know, in in Los Angeles, you walk down the street and say hi to someone. They're just like gonna yeah give you the finger and like tell you to fuck off. New York, you know that kind of thing. But you go to a small town, and like I have a buddy from Condon. Oregon, which most condom. people, con, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a town, like yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, no one has ever practically heard of this town, and you know, he is like, oh, I waved at that car as I was driving by, and they didn't wave back, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's all it's, I mean, he's not, obviously, but, you know, it's yeah, yeah. kind of that mentality of, like, you see another person, you say hi, <laughs> you say wave, because, you, well, I guess out in Condon, you know, your, your car breaks down, you don't have cell phone service, like, that person you just waved at might be the person who is the difference yeah. between you eating again. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, it seems like the bigger the town, the bigger the city, the bigger the school, the more assholes there are. People can cold. Because you can, you can be an asshole to somebody mm -hmm. and then you can go on your way and you might never see them again. Right. I mean, I noticed, I went to a couple different high schools and one of them was Centennial in Gresham. It was mm -hmm. big and there was tons of assholes like there was clicks and you could be an asshole to somebody because you might necessarily like never sit with them at lunch or see them in class or anything and then, going, and then clip. going to a small and then going back to Corbett High School is small you know everybody you know everybody by, by name and you would you would just be like the biggest asshole if you were an asshole to somebody else because word gets around quick yeah I, I went to multiple schools too yeah stupid like, uh, <laughs> you can't do that like right. in smaller places. my high school in Ireland had like 25 kids in it you know every single person by name like and yeah. you know and the, there was like the dweebier kids and then the, the, the cooler yeah. kids whatever but everybody knew everybody by name you could go say there was no social classes like Clearly, some kids were more successful, what yeah. have you, than others. But that didn't mean I can go be like, "Hey, dude, how's it going?" Like, and yeah, at the same time, like I, I was at a bigger school when I was in Idaho, and it's all like you, you can be more selective. Yeah. There, there's like a thousand kids in your fucking class. You don't have to be nice to everyone there. You, yeah. you can you, you're nice only to the other people. I only had one friend, so like I, I was just like you know I don't. I, I thought I was better than everyone else. I was just like, fuck yeah. all you guys. Yeah. I'll reject you before you can reject me. There you go. But, yeah, you know. That way it's your decision, not to Exactly. That way, yeah. <laughs> it's that, I, you I'm can't fire rules. me, I quit. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. But, yeah. Oh, God, high school is awful. Yeah. I'm <laughs> glad that's done with, uh, right? Ugh. They tried to make me go it's back. It's good and bad. It, I, I like... It's formative, right? Isn't that the word for it? Character yeah. building? Yeah. I mean, that's when I did all of, all of 
that's when I did all the drugs, and I, <laughs> and I had, was fearless. I had no fear. So there's something there's something to say about that. Like, see, I completely missed that boat in high school. Yeah. Like I've I heard of high school parties like on television. <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I'd seen in movies that so there are these crazy things where their parents go out of town and they have a party and it's like this crazy thing. Never once. Not even once <laughs> did I did I ha even was aware that oh Dylan's having a party this week. It's but, like yeah. it was so over my head. I just didn't, wasn't even just aware that it happened. I'm world. sure that it happened. Like I know it happened because as soon as I graduated, my my little brother is three years uh, younger than me and was like, hey, could you drive us to this party? And I go and it's it's not that. It's just like. 25, 16 year olds splitting a bottle of, you know, <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. or like blueberry vodka, and it's just like, wow, I'm really, I didn't, I didn't miss any, I didn't miss one. See, I had two very different experiences um, when I was in the States. First, I went to three schools, right? <laughs> um, one of which I bumped into my freshman school, I went to this only once, and it was like a really nice prep school, like, I don't know how my mom scammed me in there, we didn't have the money, like, real talk. Um, but I, I bumped into a fucking kid that was one, one of like the jocks, cool, successful, like rich kids there the other day and like I didn't recognize him, he didn't recognize me, our mutual friend was there and she was like blah 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 and they like recognized each other and that was weird to me and I kind of reverted back to that high school where I was like fuck you dude like and I don't know. But my other experience was when I was in Idaho where I had one friend and then eventually like three or four friends and we would just get shithoused like on our own like my party experience was like yeah, we stole a bottle, and now we're just being bad kids. Like, there was no, like, yeah. cops involved. We were just, like, out in the woods or, like, in someone's basement just being quiet. But then the, when I was in Ireland, all those fucking kids threw ridiculous parties. Like, <laughs> like SWAT team level. <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. Call like, the National Guard running parties. The cops. <laughs> on on uh, Halloween, when I was over there, and this was one of, the, like, the nicest houses I've ever been to. I don't even know how I got there. Like, rich mansion house. And there's like 200 kids in there, like blaring music, just everyone shithoused. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then eventually somebody started slashing the tires of the super nice car that was there. So the girl whose house it was called her uncle who showed up there. And then he called the police. Mm -hmm. And there were so many people there that then they sent the, up the riot crew. And like my friend was like, we got to leave. So like he was in on like, he like knew what was going on and we leave. And we're like, oh great, that was dodged that bullet. And I see like cop car, cop car, cop car, just <laughs> flying past our like little crew. And we're like, oh geez, this is oh, a fuck. bad idea. And uh, then as as we like turned the crescent, all the party had moved out. There. These kids are now in the middle of the streets. The decks are being set up, like running wires into people's houses, like in the middle of the street. Oh my God. Like Jesus. Yeah, and that that was in the first part I went to. Was, we had to go to a fucking island where there's wallabies. Fun fact: there's an island called Hoth Head off of. Uh, the coast of Dublin that has wallabies I on it. Wallabies. Yeah, there, there, like there was like basically no animals on this other than like you know, like seagulls and shit on Nothing this island. Birds. Nothing to eat them. Yeah, and then uh, they brought them over when they went to when first ships came back from Australia. They brought these wallabies and they kind of let them there and they just were like, cool. I eat grass and there's grass everywhere. <laughs> so got this. Yeah, exactly. Wallaby heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was so you kind of had all three. Like, it, it was weird. Yeah, I, I got to I got to live them all, and I never fit in all of them. Like I, I wish I could go back, like and like give myself advice. I see my kid brother, like he's eight years younger than me, and he's like going through the same things. I'm like, just enjoy yourself. Like yeah. there, it's not that bad. Because I was always just too like, too I don't know, self conscious to let myself really have a good time, and like I held myself back a lot. The only times I really had a good time were with my close friends. When we were just like getting messed up, like I'm way more comfortable I think that's in a small most environment. People's high school yeah. story. I think, yeah. I, like puberty and adolescence is like 
painfully awkward. It's awkward. For, like 99.9% mm -hmm. of people. Maybe there's a few that just cruised through, but I haven't met them. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't socialize with those people either. They, yeah, they're, they're, they're the, the children. The yeah. So. They're the children of Still. the people that designed the system. Yeah. Because it's got to be it. It's like yeah. it was designed specifically for, for them. them yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my best time in high school was drinking a fifth of tequila between three 14 year olds yeah. <laughs> at this weird marsh, one of them getting alcohol poisoning. I was, yeah. gonna, I was just about to say, I bet that ended well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the marsh God. is essential, I feel like. You got to be in some place oh. shitty that, like. You... Especially, like, not everyone has the opportunity to, okay, I can walk 15 minutes from my house and be in this wetlands <laughs> area where there are wild animals and a marsh and sharp sticks. <laughs> uh, I think Matt still came out. Yeah, in Alaska. Uh, still has a scar on his arm from like when he cut himself open on this branch trying to <laughs> pull our friend out of the, the marsh area. Uh, if you've never taken a friend home, Propped them up on the door, it rang the doorbell and ran. <laughs> oh no. Because <laughs> it's just like, uh, well, she can't walk in the door herself. Uh, ding, run. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's that's a good time. So afraid of getting in trouble. I was so afraid of getting See, in trouble. See, me too. I just lied. <laughs> my, my mom was super strict, so like, she, like, and like her parents are straight out of Germany German right and they were even crazier than she was so I had to like level up my stealth my roommate Seth is perpetually getting frightened by me and I keep feeling bad <laughs> because I'm like sneaking around that like I'm, such a, I'm a loud like I have a loud fucking voice but when I shut my mouth I am like not there and he keeps Silent getting startled yeah he keeps getting startled <laughs> because I'm just like there like I'm like and like I'm announcing myself now like hey like I'm coming up the stairs Seth don't be <laughs> don't be frightened <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to scare you. But yeah, Fucking because she was Batman. so strict, I had to, like, sneak out and, like, master... She had always had, like, paper in the door, and I was like, oh, I had to be one step ahead of her. Oh, and, like, wow. she'd lock my ass out of the house sometimes, too. <laughs> like, I came home, the locks were changed once. I was just like, uh, oh, okay. No. And, yeah, it, it was it was fun. It's it, just, like, at, at what point, after having a child, do you forget all that shit? that you did in high school and not assume that your kid is going to do the exact same thing. To, to my mom's credit, she had nowhere near a stereotypical child. She wasn't allowed to leave the house. Like, she had private tutors come to her, so she had none of the experience. Yeah, so I will, like, now as an adult, I had, like, big beef with her, but now as, like, a bit more of an adult, I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry, Mom. It's not your fault. In her eyes, she was so flexible. Yeah, yeah. She was the cool mom. Yeah, exactly. And to be fair, like, she never, like, gave a shit that I drank or smoked pot, but I didn't tell her either way. Like, I didn't want her to know, like... Like, the first time she saw me drunk, I was 16, and we were on vacation, mm -hmm. and, like, that was, like, she was like, oh, we were at the bar, and we were uh, in, in Cyprus, a Greek island where where I grew up, but I, they, they don't care there, and I was just getting shit out, I was like, fuck it, my stepdad was just buying me drinks, and, like, I didn't realize how drunk I was, and then I was, like, publicly drunk with my family, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God, I didn't want them to see me like this, like... <laughs> I was just a mess. Like somebody was asking me for tech support. My my stepdad's like friend is like, oh, oh yeah. so you're good with computers, huh, kid? And I'm just like, yeah, I guess. Oh, and I'm sure. like, oh, like no. <laughs> I, I remember him like I, I was having to like work on his laptop, and I'm just like mashing key, <laughs> just like trying oh, to God like. Damn it. It's like you've got like <laughs> oven mitts for hands, yeah. you know? Oh man, first time my parents saw me drunk uh, is actually right after that tequila night. Um, I walk home and. I, if, if I had been five or ten minutes on either side, I would have been, <laughs> I would have been good. I would have been clear, I would have been in my room, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, so while we were getting drunk in the marsh, uh, my little brother, uh, who's like three years younger than me, 
uh, takes a French fry from one of his friends. They're like, you know, and dude just turns around, and socks him right in the gut. What? Right, his friend. Yeah, and they're just like, you know, fucking, you know, you're, you're talking about a couple of 13, 14 yeah, year olds, yeah, you know, yeah. do shit like that. Uh, boys, my brother, my brother starts boys. vomiting blood, <laughs> and they realize that it might be a little bit more serious. Uh, take him to the hospital. He had ruptured his spleen. Oh Jesus. Right. So All my over a French fry. Over a French fry. Yeah. Uh, so my brother's in the hospital. Both of my parents are there, like freaking the fuck out because their kids in, in the hospital. <laughs> say it in America, Chris. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't even realize I do that. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so there's like a twenty, a ten minute window, where my mom had come home to grab some stuff so that they could stay at the hospital overnight. And so she like her arms are just full of stuff. She has water bottles and like clothes and stuff. And she's like, "Where is like I'm coming in the door as she she is walking out. And she's like, "Where have you been?" And I was like, "I was at the. You are drunk." Just <laughs> like called it right off. She just like knew. And I, I gotta give it to her. Like you know, she called it. She was right. And like at that point, it's like. Come on. Yeah. I'm you're like, busted. No. I'm like, mm, yeah. You're drunk, Mom. <laughs> you're drunk. Right. Uh, and she's like, yeah, go to her room. And uh, yeah, so it's just like instantly. You <laughs> see you differently. It's like, I, I remember at the same time, like, seeing my mom shithouse drunk, having to pull her up the fucking stairs, <laughs> like, at, at in, in Ireland again. I, I was like, I had seen my mom drunk before. She was kind of a younger mom, right? I'd seen her party, whatever. Like, my parents were kind of hip. Um, but, like, I had never been old enough to be the one, like, where she was like, you have to come get me down at the stairs now. And I'm like, okay, mom. And, yeah. like, I've got her over the shoulder. She's like, get me some water and coffee. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're, like, my parent. You're the responsible one, and I'm, like, taking care of you. Yeah. But, you know, it's... Yeah. It, my mom quit drinking, the, like, when I was born. Nice. So, like, I only got to see the... Al Alcoholics Anonymous Christian Ooh. that she became afterwards, and so, you know... I bet that was fun being drunk. Right, and so it's just like, I get all the Catholic judgment uh, coming down on that, plus like the seeing your child a little bit less pure and yeah, yeah. innocent anymore. And uh, there's a series of those disappointments. Yeah, no, I... Sorry, dude, Guilt shit. Complex. Well, it's... You, what what the fuck do you expect? Honestly, it's like, you know, at what point do you forget that, oh, you're a kid, you want to go get fucked up, you mm -hmm. want to go have sex, you want to, like, go do yeah. shit, and, I don't like... I think my parents forgot that. I think they were yeah. pretty, like... Your parents are so cool, though. They were pretty... Like, as far it. as, like, hippie Oregonian parents, like, dude, you kind of hit the jackpot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my dad was pretty strict. I mean, literally, they just... They just worried about my, like, well-being and safety. That's <laughs> yeah. all enough, that it came right? down to. You know, right. yeah, so you're their I mean, charge. Yeah. Only because they get in trouble if something happens <laughs> to you. Literally. <laughs> They'll feel bad. They'll, oh, no. Oh, right, they love you and all that other stuff. Um, things like that. I yeah. feel bad if my cat get like anything happens to my fucking right. cat. Like I, that's why I don't have a kid. Hopefully, <laughs> knock, um, knock right. on wood here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like no, I, I, I had a panic attack when I thought I lost my cat. Like he's the product of divorce. Like my, I, like I. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is funny. Like everybody's like Chris, that's not funny. I'm like, yes, it is. I'm no, the product of divorce twice over. It's like super funny. <laughs> and like I joke, I'm like, oh, your whore mom, you have to go back to. Her. I don't mean that. I'm totally cool with my ex, but it's funny being the the jaded. Uh, you know, 
ex-husband, ex-husband dad, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, go to your stupid stepdad, whatever. <laughs> like, I saw that firsthand. Um, with a cat. <laughs> well, with, with, yeah, with my parents, and me as the cat now, oh, but yeah. You're the, um, yeah. Yeah, redheaded stepchild twice. Uh, you get to pass on that legacy. Right, right, your, yeah, you know, cat. like, of course, I'm gonna be like, I know, I know what to do. I'm like, you know, you badmouth the other parent, and, you know, <laughs> you just constantly say mean things about them, but anyway, I... I they I, don't really love you. Yeah, exactly, I love you so much more. <laughs> yeah, who do now, you love now more? you tell your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Passing messages Make sure back you and hiss forth. at your mother. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll give you chocolate or, next time. Right, yeah, I swear. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I kind of kicked, after we were cool, like, we're, we're friends now, whatever, um, I kind of kicked up a little bit of passive-aggressive bitch fit when I found out that she had sent him back to Idaho to stay with her parents because I was like, dude, like, that's our cat, you could have hit me up for it. And, like, anyway, long story short, I get the cat back through, like, <laughs> like my friend's moving down here and he has the fucking cat in his van, his escape <laughs> pod is, like, he's loaded all of his worldly belongings into this van oh, that yep. breaks down halfway. He's got my cat on a string in the Tri-Cities, like, <laughs> like, knowing that I will murder his ass or at least never forgive him on some level if he loses this cat, like, this yeah. precious cargo. But, uh, <clears throat> he finally gets me the cat bring it over to my house, I have work the next day, and I'm telling, I have like four roommates at this house, and I let them all expressly know, I'm like, my cat is an inside cat, please, this is the first time he's been here, he's very good about this, but keep an eye out, whatever. I come Don't home, let him out. Don't let him out. Yeah. Um, I, I come home from work, and I'm like, kitty, right? And I go looking around, and I just start building up the scenario in my head <laughs> that uh, the first day after I kick up this passive-aggressive fuss and get this cat back with my ex, I lose him, and he is gone <laughs> forever, and it is all my fault, because I have done all this, and he was totally fine, and I just start building this up in my head, start freaking out, like, I, I am, like, already, like, half an hour after searching my house, I'm, like, n- not even afraid, in my Qdoba uniform, walking around my neighborhood, yelling out at my cat, there's just people looking at me, like, yelling, Getty Lee, Getty Lee, in a panic, I'm, like, looking up pictures on my phone, about to go to the library, he was just sleeping, like, in a weird, stupid place, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's when I learned that, like, oh, uh, hey, you're guys, alive, up? now I'm going to kill you, feeling, <laughs> like, I'm so glad you're alive. I'm gonna kill yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. oh, you stupid little fuck. And he was just like, you know, just being a cat. Like, it's not his fault. Oh, hey, what's up? Yeah, exactly. Like, per <laughs> meow. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Why are you so worked up? Yeah, yeah. Like, whoa, dude. Come the fuck down. Take a chill pill. Yeah, I, I was not having that. Uh, that might, that might be cat. your like closest parenting. That's experience. all. I, that's the. I couldn't handle it, man. Like, my friends were like, "Oh, Chris." You, like yesterday, we were joking. They were like, "Oh, you'd be the kind of dad that'd be like, oh, here, baby, like take the wheel. I'm too drunk to drive. Like, rig up some stilts to like my three-year-old." And I'd be like, "No, dude. I'd be the complete opposite. I would." <laughs> you're I'm, never drunk. Yeah, like I would be the overprotective parent. Like you're wearing a helmet and your life vest and like, <laughs> no dating till you're married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like put them out with like reflective lights and like a rape siren. Not for and, your sake, for mine. The, yeah, the, the rotating satellite. <laughs> Light hat GPS locator, mm-hmm. the, and like, and I would hate that. Like, my mom was a paranoid parent like that too. And I, I don't know. It's I, I, I just know I'm not mature enough to have a fucking child. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe it'll make me grow up. But I'm I don't comfortable want to. with the fact that by the time I get around to having a kid, I'll just be able to put a little microchip, <laughs> and it just won't tell anyone, and <laughs> it'll be my little secret. And you'll just know, and I will know. It, you know, it monitors your kid's health and everything. No, man. And it's that, like, it's the concept of privacy is just hilarious to me. Um, as far as I'm concerned, like, you, you don't. You, you don't have any privacy until you are at least 13 or 14 where you can really learn to abuse it. <laughs> well, it's kind of more of a, like, you know, 
it's kind of more of a Western idea. Privacy. privacy. Personal privacy, like, so much of the world, they live with their families, they get married, they, they're, you know, their significant other moves into their house, their parents help with the child, like, they're, they're constantly, there's so much of the world that lives like that, they're constantly with family, more communal, like... You don't have secrets from your family, yeah. nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. I, I don't know. it's more of a... America my, and my Greek family is a little bit more like that, like on that side, and like it's super weird. Like I'm obviously the black sheep, and like not only that, but I, like I, I look, yeah, red sheep. I look like <laughs> like no one. You don't even fit in with a black sheep. It, it's it's so weird. At my grandma's house, there's like pictures of all my cousins, and I love my grandma to death. But there's like <laughs> there's like pictures of them, and they get older, right? And mine stop at like age nine, like when I, when I was like kidnapped and brought over here, and so it looks like I died. Like I, I was in my grandma's house, and I was like, who's this dead kid? Like why why are there pictures from birth to like? Nine on this kid, yeah, old. and then all these other ones just like because there's pictures of me with my cousins, and then like then I just like fade out. Then it's just the cousins, like minus the redhead one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like that. That's I don't know. There's, but yeah, the, in terms of privacy, there like I don't know. I'm very conscious of what I say there because the, it's my that side of my family. First of all, I didn't talk to them for a long time, but they're very gossipy, man. Like not yeah. in a bad way, in, in just like just everybody knows everything. There's about no everyone. secrets. Exactly. Yeah. There's no yeah. secrets. Like everyone is perpetually like kind of worried about the other people. You know, mm -hmm. they care. And now me, having grown up more Western now, I'm just like minding your own fucking business. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm doing whatever I want. You don't need to know more than you need to know. Yeah. Need to know basis. Mm -hmm. Need to know basis. Operational security. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is, so I, you grew so you grew up in Greece. I, I grew up on the Ireland. island of Cyprus, okay. which is why I speak Greek. When I when from when I was like uh, three till ten or eleven, um, then I moved to Idaho for a few years, and that was where I was the second time I was kidnapped. Um, in the in between living there, I lived in Ireland for a minute, and then like in England for a minute, and then Greece before that. But then I moved to Idaho because that's a great place to run away and hide from Interpol. <laughs> Go mom! <laughs> oh, you know, you're here's another story. Yeah, so my mom kidnapped me legally. I've been kidnapped twice, right? And the second time, we fucked off to Idaho. And for like seven months, Interpol, like, didn't find us. It took seven months for them to kick down her door. And I gotta give my mom props. Like, she was just a single mom with two kids and, like, fucked off out of a country and was, like, just, <laughs> like, disappeared. You know, I was like, mom, you know, you could have done it better, but, it, like, you know, maybe gone to the woods. But then we were still living in society. Like, we still yeah. had TV and cable and shit. Like, yeah. um... But yeah, after that, then uh, because she's a crazy person as well, we then moved to Ireland again Hi, for another mom. year. Yeah, hey mom, what's up? Hi, um, Interpol. It's, yeah, <laughs> good job. It's okay. Yeah, no. Bleh. You know, someone well, at Interpol really was just job. like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I bet someone at Interpol, after they've like been looking for six months, is like, ah, oh, I bet she's in fucking Idaho or yeah. something <laughs> like that. They're like, oh my god, I bet she's in Idaho. Well, like, initially we were gonna live in Seattle, but then my mom got all paranoid because there was a bunch of shootings while we were staying there. <laughs> wow. And she was like, I can't live here! Then we were, like, we're driving, like, homeless across the states, just, like, going from place to place, like, people we knew, like, up to Calgary, over to Vancouver, just, like, in Canada every once in a while, like, basically three months on the road, it sucked. And then, like, we uh. stopped in, in, I don't, man, that's why it's the Twilight Zone, we, like, stopped there for the night, because there was an amusement park, and, like, the, the first night we were there, we were just, like, walking around town, and now that I think about it, we, we found cash literally flying like in this hill at this park there was no one else there and I made like $120 my mom found like 300 bucks just fluttering around what? I shit you not I, I was texting her the other day I was like mom remember that time we found all that cash why doesn't that happen all the time <laughs> like why isn't there just money now that I think about it it was probably some meth dealers cash <laughs> like there's a lot of meth in this town so like 
but yeah, there was just cash. There's a lot of meth in Idaho. And my mom, being a, a somewhat a gypsy style person, was like, "This is a sign, man. This place <laughs> is great. Like, yeah. there's money, money in the street. In the yeah, there's money in the air." Um, and then yeah, so then we lived there for a while, and then. Uh, I promised myself when I was like 18, I was like, I'm out of here. But like I had said steady girlfriend and I was like in college, whatever. And then I was like, give or take when I'm 20. And yeah. a month after I turned 20, I was like, fuck this place and peace. Whereupon I've been here and this is my basis now. Like I'll travel, yeah. but like this is you're my from, city. You're from here, right? Yeah. A unicorn, truly. Yeah. yeah. Truly. A few of them around. Magical woods, so. magical green woods and rivers. and Yeah. yeah. And, Tolerant people that are nice <laughs> and accepting of art and culture and uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's a magical place. It really is um, So are, are you still is unicorn nomination on hiatus or? Yeah, Clinton Lucia are in Louisiana right now. Oh, Clint's cool. been working on oil turbines down there Ooh. in the south. Yeah, just going from job to job Texas, Louisiana um, it's a cowboy life. He's from Alabama, so they'll stop, in, stop in there. Yeah, that but cool. um, I know that they've been working a little bit on some music down there, and mm -hmm. so I've just been working on stuff myself. Up Chelsea here. Unicorn. That's Chelsea Unicorn, and just launched my website, ChelseaUnicorn.com, and kind of just expanding, working with some other producers, and um, working on my solo set. I've been doing a lot of just improv theremin vocal. Yeah, stuff. it's that's really cool. How long have you been playing the theremin? Uh, is that something you picked up just to be like, oh, this will be fun, or you're no, like, I actually, sound? so, it was a gift. It was a birthday gift from oh, cool. one of my exes. Um, <laughs> I think I got it like six years ago or something like that. Okay. And uh, I, I'm not sure how he got it. It might, it may have been a gift to him, and he, he might have regifted re it to me, which is the <laughs> best regift yeah. ever. Um, and so I didn't expect to play it, and I it, it kind of I, it took me a little bit to to really get into it. And, and is it a difficult instrument? I've been told it's, it's really hard. It is. It is difficult. You you just have to be really still. The in, the increments between the notes are very small. I mean, you can tune it to have a wider radius around the, okay. the pitch antenna or smaller. Um, you know, so if it's wider, it's the the increments between the notes are larger. It's a little more forgiving. Yeah. Um, but First time I is, saw a theremin. It is pretty. It's very delicate. It's like, yeah. It can sound. It can sound. Sounds annoying. cool. It sounds like whales. It can yeah. sound really annoying, but <laughs> it, so you can there's tell a the finesse difference. to it. Yeah. The first time I saw a theremin, I was really drunk in this <laughs> Halloween or Christmas party. Hi, Michaela. Uh, <laughs> and someone was playing it, and like they, they're like there was a guy with a guitar who I do not remember, <laughs> but the pictures are clearly the show pictures. someone, there are pictures. You were somewhere. focused on the theremin. I was shit-faced drunk, it was like, push the person out of the way he was playing it, it's like mine, I can play this now. I feel really bad, uh, in retrospect, but yeah, just the first time I saw it, and I was like, what is this, yeah. what is this magical device? I, that's I was, pretty cool. I was in Seattle. I, that's weird. I you remember? I remember my first theremin experience. Yeah. I, I first was time in, you saw it. Yeah, like where I, were you? I was in Seattle. I was in a music store, and I just popped in um, for no apparent reason because I had no knowledge of music. I was just with my friends, and somebody wanted to go look in there, and I saw a theremin, and I was just like, "This is neat." Mm -hmm. like, yeah. They have them at trade up every once in a while. Someone at first, knows. at first, you kind of feel like it's like the like. Pat your head, rub your tummy. Kind of thing. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a weird. You're like your brain is like 
uh, uh, must weird. compute like how to use both hands volume and pitch. Right. Um, but it really helped to run it through just just brief and delay, like for me oh, right. to to practice because mm -hmm. it's got a very the pure tone is very like it's like a pure sine wave, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Used, I mean, it's used in a lot of sci-fi soundtracks. Right. It's, from, it's, it's really old. The first person to, to use the theremin in the 50s was like, whoop, sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aliens. A aliens made this a... instrument. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And it definitely has that sound and that mm -hmm. feel to it. Which is really cool how you've incorporated that into the music. Because I feel like it's... Yeah. I mean, you know, when is the last time someone used a theremin? In, successfully. Uh, successfully. <laughs> you know, and I feel like the only people that don't, like the Beach Boys, I guess, like, uh, in good vibe, good vibrations, like, had a theremin. Really? It was just like very, ooh, 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 I don't, yeah, I don't, it's like, that was I'm just, I'm not a big yeah. Beach Boys fan, though, yeah. a, like, shame on me, like, I know it had sounds, whatever. Sure, like, <laughs> I, just like, okay. the way they recorded yeah, that, Justin, yeah. you can go on YouTube and see, like, the, they talked to the studio guy who recorded that album, and they kind of walked through how they recorded it, and which, what effects they use, mm -hmm. and just like you can find that for like you know Nirvana and right. Stevie Ray, but just yeah. like all these people that should walk you through that. And so there's one on the Beach Boys that was talking about how they use the theremin right. for that. But it's you know it doesn't really get much use outside of being pigeonholed as a you know sci-fi alien sound. Yeah. Sound, yeah. novelty sound. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's nice to be heard as it plays as an instrument as as it should be. Mm -hmm. um, in stupid American Horror Story, I saw that, and she, one of the characters in the later season pulls out the mirror and is like, ooh, and she was, but she was actually playing, and she's just chilling. There was like, um, the, the one of the witches, and I was like, you know what, that added a bit to her. She was like the quirky, weird, red-haired yeah. witch, and she's sitting there just chilling, like in a, in a greenhouse playing a theremin. It's like that was pretty cool. <laughs> that yeah, I was, that was yeah, okay. I was like that. That all right, like good, well played, well played. Yeah. And I, every single one of that season, have you seen that show? Anybody? No, I haven't. Don't. No. Um, I, <laughs> I, I gave it an honest chance for three seasons because I was like, there's no way he, he'll, he'll make the same mistake for three seasons. Um, where it starts out pretty strong, and then about two-thirds of the way, it just becomes stupid. Yeah. And <laughs> sure as shit, all three seasons, I'm like, oh, maybe this has potential. And then two-thirds of the way, it's just like, oh, you know how that was kind of cool stuff going on now? Fuck all that. This is what's happening now. Not anymore. Now. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, take a quick break, yeah. and then uh, we'll hear some music from Chelsea Unicorn.
seems like yeah toby likes to sing along sometimes <laughs> mike will be recording his vocal tracks in here and toby he'll hear in the like after he's done recording it he'll go back and it's like oh man toby was singing in the background <laughs> that was priceless yeah it was pretty adorable he's got a song in his heart yeah it's it, was a, it was at a very like Good part of the song too. Yeah. No, it's really good. He had really something wanted. to contribute. It was yeah. his jam. Yeah. Was, if you listen back, yeah. some he's bad like, "Oh, I'm feeling that." <laughs> yeah, the song of his people. The song of his people. <laughs> he's just a unicorn as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right.
Subscribe to us, follow us on the everything. You love social media and buttons to click, so click on one of ours. Yeah, peace out. Because it's 1990, you can say things like that.